0: Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? So, anyway.
1: (laughs) Anyway, here we are.
0: Hello. Week
1: week six, five or six, one of those two in quarantine. quarantine. But we're still here chatting to all of you about Boy Meets World.
0: I'm finally actually watching all of Parks and Rec. That's exciting.
1: Yay! That is exciting. I love that show. I just finished so much.
0: Yeah. It's like the fourth time I've tried to watch Parks and Rec, and I basically always get stuck in the second season because I'm just not super interested in it necessarily. Also, I often fall off of TV shows that have more than two or three seasons when it comes to playing catch up because I get busy and stop watching. Uh, And and I have an incredible talent for falling asleep while watching TV. Uh, so, yep. Well, you know what is some easy television to invest yourself into and watch while in quarantine? McMillions. I was gonna say Boy Meets World. I was gonna segue us. Oh, talking about the podcast and the episode. <laughs>
1: Damn it! <laughs> Way to
0: go, Damn though. Damn it! I blew it. <laughs> that was supposed I to be it. a very leading segue into what this show is actually about, and that is, yes, Boy Meets World. <laughs> Great. Ooh. Let's travel back to good old 95 and check in with Corey and Sean for some more weekly hijinks and antics. And this week's just chock full of the hijinks and the antics, isn't it? Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> Indeed it is. We are talking about season three, episode five, Hometown Hero. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of a wild episode in that it. You really have to suspend your disbelief in order to get on board with this episode happening. It almost feels like it's one of those episodes where they threw it in there because they were like, we need 22 episodes. Are you (laughs) kidding me? And so they just threw it in there because I don't have a problem with this episode. It just really, you really have to suspend your disbelief to think that this actually happened or could happen in a scenario
0: you know, it's, it's pretty fucking ridiculous in a million ways.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, Anyway, is it my recap? Yes, it is. I do have a quick little uh, trivia for us. And it's actually, this is kind of cool, because there wasn't any trivia that I could find on this specific episode. So then I just looked into obviously, this episode kind of centers around like Corey saving saving janitor buds life. So I was like, Who's janitor Bud? What's his deal? So I looked him up and he was born in Ohio and worked in the Midwest for a while when he was, when his career was kicking off. And this is kind of a, more of a Chicago fun fact because he actually was nominated for a Jeff award oh. in 73 for a cameo performance in the case of J. Robert Oppenheimer at the Goodman. Hmm. So, and for those of you who don't live in Chicago, the Jeffs are basically like the Tonys on a much smaller scale. Yeah, it's the Chicago.
0: Chicago Theater Award.
1: Yeah, he was nominated for a Jeff. And I was like, That's oh, funny." I know <laughs> what that is.
0: <laughs> I've so, heard of those. So wow. yeah, the,
1: his name's Bob Larkin. And uh, he is still alive. He was born in 29. So he's uh, oh, wow. 90, 90, 91 this year. So that was my fun cool. fact for
0: the day. Anyway. right. Timer. Here we go. In... Let me count it down. Five, four, three, two, one. Thank you. Corey and Sean are in science class. They don't know that they're supposed to turn in a paper and they don't get any special treatment. And then they break into the school in the chem lab to try to turn in a paper late at night. And then they inadvertently set a fire and then they try to leave the building. But Corey goes back in and pulls the fire alarm. Uh, janitor bud sees him and points him out and calls him a hero for pulling the fire alarm. Cause he helped save janitor buds life uh, by waking him up. And then it turns into this whole thing. Corey starts getting a lot of praise as being a hero who saved the school. Sean starts to get a little jealous that Corey is getting all this praise. And Sean thinks that he's going too far with it. And then Corey gets on the nightly news and then he doesn't know that he wants to lie to his family and parents. And I don't remember what, Oh, did I, am I done? <laughs> <laughs> I stopped. Looking. I was
1: like going. I was like, "Where this is happening?" Oh no, yeah, while. I stopped. This I stopped, stopped looking at the one? timer,
0: uh, and it went past it. I'm done. <laughs> oh yes. What?
1: But you fit a lot in yeah. there. I mean, there's there's really only one plot for it's this. True. Episode. There's no there's, plot. Really. Uh, there's like there's like a sides with like Eric and like, it's all, but no all directly related. Otherwise, uh, to the main plot. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's, I mean, kind of the first time that that's happened. Typically there's at least
0: one B-plot. I recall at least one other episode or two where where we've kind of called attention to this, where there wasn't a B-plot. Definitely it's rare, but I do seem to remember Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, Megan, what did you learn?
1: I learned... Kinda of what along the lines of what Feeney said, doing the right thing and being honest is even when it's hard, is the most noble or the most heroic thing that you can do. I would say that heroism is a lot is is, is more little things, little good things combined than like one giant big <laughs> overarching yeah oh, in, in
0: sorry.
1: i feel like i could take a I, it's kind of like a fork in the road and i could take one side or the other and i kind of chose like the hero route of like what i learned i feel like you can look at like Corey's, um his whole like i want i just wanted to be somebody i wanted to whatever but i feel like we've seen that plot yeah
0: we're all we're all really tired of Corey finding himself <laughs>
1: Well, and that's, and this isn't the last episode where that happens. That's the thing that is the most infuriating is like, obviously we have so many more to come of these
0: episodes right. where he's like, I the am boy, nothing. Boy, and boy I'm He blah, wants blah, to blah, be so. somebody. And then he learns that being him is enough. And that's like every episode, <laughs> not every episode, mm-hmm. but every time like, mm-hmm. we do one of those, I'm like, Oh, come on guys. We once, I don't know. Maybe once we hit like seasons four Maybe, maybe not quite four. Like five, six, and seven. Particularly once we get to college, I feel like we we spend a lot less time with Corey trying on different pers- personas. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the you know the lesson here is really about here defining heroism. 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 Yeah,
1: either uh, I think it just is defining. A defining a hero difference.
0: is an interesting thing, right? And it's what Feeney says about doing the right thing when it's. Uh, the Hard Thing, which immediately made me think of uh, in, in Dear Evan Hansen when in the song, Bre- I don't know if you're as familiar, uh, Break, in, Break In a yeah, the song where Evan and Connor's dad are singing mm-hmm. about baseball gloves and he's like, you do the hard thing because that's the right thing. What I think is interesting about that is is it always true? You know, like that's the question I want to ask about it. Is mm-hmm. it always true that the hard thing is the right thing and and the hard thing is the heroic thing? Sure, that's often true, but, yeah. you know, is it always true? I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's always true?
1: I don't think it's necessarily always true because sometimes sometimes doing good things isn't hard or inconvenient or difficult. Sometimes, well, and it kind of ties, I feel like we could go into a whole other sub-conversation about, like, oh, we're all good deeds selfish in mm-hmm. a way. Like, because you do it. You do it, yes, for on a level for another person, but you also get that, like, rush when you do something good for somebody else. Right. Are you doing it um, so
0: people notice that you did a good thing or are you doing it,
1: right? Yeah. Are you doing it to feel good about yourself or to make yourself feel better? It's like when, when people are talking about being depressed or, like, it, things you can immediately do to help yourself feel better. A lot of times it's go help somebody else. And it's like, okay, then you're doing it to make yourself feel better. You're not really doing it for the other person. And yes, the other person benefits, but that's not, that was not reason A. Reason one is, hey, I'm depressed. What am I going to do? Go help somebody. Now I feel better. Like it's like the chain reaction. So it's kind of, it's a tricky, that's like, I feel like a whole other conversation and that could, it gets all philosophical and goes on to whatever. But I think there's something to be said for the little acts of heroism that, that make up I guess like every our everyday lives like little things that help other people that aren't even inconvenient for us sometimes they are but sometimes they aren't even like holding an elevator for someone who is running through the lobby trying to get upstairs just like little Mm -hmm. things polite things to do for other people that that kind of add up or are heroic in themselves I guess doesn't always have to be saving someone's life from a burning building.
0: <laughs> right. And it's it's interesting the more I think about yeah. like this, this simple idea of if it's a hero is someone who does the hard thing cuz it's the right thing or the right thing. Even if it's maybe mm-hmm. that's the maybe that's the way I want to phrase it. A hero is a person who does the right thing even if it's the hard thing. Not that yes Doing yeah the that's hard a good thing is always the right thing i think that and yeah. i, I and mean, to be fair i think feeny actually says more like a, her- a hero does the right thing even if it's the hard thing as opposed to that dear evan hansen bit i just pulled from which is when they say that you do the hard thing because it's the right thing so that yeah. that difference that little that small word difference makes makes a big difference in my mind at least and that a hero does the right thing, even if it's the hard thing, as opposed to the heart always yeah. being the right thing. All right, well, I cleared that one up for myself. Uh, there <laughs> now you go. I... See,
1: if you just like talk <laughs> stuff out, sometimes it just like yeah, evolves. Truly. I think know. it's interesting
0: that here that Corey is, uh, is just, you know, gets all this hero worship dumped upon him, right? And that what was his act of heroism, pulling a fire alarm in response to a fire?
1: right? And it wasn't even specifically like waking up janitor Bud because he had no idea that he was in the building, that he was sleeping and and everyone's treating him like this hero. And it was just a (laughs) happenstance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All
0: all these things, I think it's it's really astounding the amount of heroics blasted upon, like, oh, pulling the fire alarm. Also, the fact that Feeney's the only person that's like, oh, and you were in the school because... (laughs)
1: Like, right? That's
0: everybody's that's, question. That's,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I wouldn't if I were Feeney, I don't I I I wouldn't accept just oh, right place at the right time. It's like, so, so Again, this has, so just, it has to so your And even after, like, everyone finds out Topanga is like, I I, I made a note of it. I was like, Topanga should be more, like, pissed about this she she doesn't really... (laughs) Her boyfriend lied.
0: Her boyfriend broke into the school to put in a late assignment and started a fire and then lied about it. Like, there's a lot there. And she's just like, well, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She's like rats. I have to give back my automatic. Right, and we
0: don't opener. see we don't see what right. happens in terms of Corey's punishment from his parents. We can presume that he's considerably punished, but even they seem grounded in that yeah. moment, not nearly as like crazily pissed as I would expect them to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, part of me there's a there's a moment when Alan looks back at Corey for a second. And he gives him a thumbs up, and right before the moment where he gives him a thumbs up, it almost looks like he's like, I'm waiting. I know, I kept on thinking that was going to happen.
0: It had been a while since I watched this episode, and I think I got it confused with the one where Corey lies about the test in the first season. uh, On the genius test or whatever, and they all know and play along. Uh, And so I was, I was confusing it in yeah. my mind where I kept waiting for them to be like, yeah, we knew the whole time we were just waiting for you to come forward. And that's what happens in the genius test episode, not in this one. But it felt very similar yes. and it felt like yes. it was going to happen the whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, and I I kind of forgot that I knew that Feeney kind of sort of knew or suspected but I, I forgot that
0: Alan didn't Right, right. Alan, I kept on I think he, thinking on level that Alan and Amy might. were at the end of this when he confesses, going to be like, yeah, okay, we knew. Thanks for letting us know that fucked up your yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> But I don't think it, they would have let it go as far. Yeah, if they knew. Because it's one thing to... It's one thing in the test episode in the first season where the lady comes over and just, like, gives him a test. Like, the only time that's being wasted is right. really hers. But... This is on live television, like this is a way bigger deal. And he's and the stakes are way higher than just like going to a different school or getting a high test or a high, yeah, a high test score. The stakes are so much higher that I am, if they didn't or if they knew, they wouldn't, I don't think they'd let it get it to that point, yeah, I agree before saying like, all right, we need the real story. Like we can't invite these people over to our houses if this is not what really happened, so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a wild time. Also, this is the first episode, well, I kind of had, have said this before where it's like, it's getting harder to justify Morgan not being there. This is the first episode where I'm like, you cannot, there is no, absolutely no way to justify the fact that Morgan is not here. Oh yeah, she is gone at this point, and it's obvious. I'm like, where is Morgan? This Eric's there. Sean is even there. Turner and
0: uh, Eli are there. Where
1: is where is she? Where is
0: she? And did you, when you were a kid, Mm -hmm. did you ever get really caught up in a lie like this that kind of like went on and on and, and got a little out of control? Did that ever happen to you?
1: No. And I think it's just because I never, I never, I don't want to say I never did anything bad. That's not true. But if I, I never did anything of a sort that I needed to lie and continue to lie about. There were, of course, like little things. If it's like, did you clean your room? And I was like, no. And then I run upstairs and clean my room it's so much different than like something that c- continues on and on and on like this. It never, I don't think I ever had a, not that I can think of anyway. My parents could listen to this and be like, um, um, but in my memory of my childhood, I don't think I had anything that spiraled out of control this way. Uh, Why? I, did I you? was trying to
0: think about it. Right. And I, I think I do, did have, I had a, a penchant for lying. Hmm. Oh, I know one. I do know one. It was, and it's fire related. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah, oh, jeez! Yeah, yeah. Nobody thought we were heroes. Uh, <laughs> but it was about we. Um, I was. I was. I may have told this story before. I don't know if I have. When I was fifteen, me and some some friends on the sixth of July, around eleven a.m., uh, inadvertently set. Uh, this tremendous field in his backyard on fire. Uh, oh my god! Uh, we we had been we had been playing with fireworks in the yard, and then we woke up that morning, and his older brother was like, "Hey, you, you and your dumb friends need to go outside and clean up from last night." And so we all go outside to clean up. It had not; we were in a drought. It had not rained in quite some time. So he like he lived on this hill, and so behind his house was just this large field, slowly like sloping down that was probably like Mm -hmm. 100 yards like it was it was like a football field back there he picked up a 60 gram mortar shell uh which is the largest uh amount of gunpowder you can legally put in a consumer grade firework in a single shot um, of a consumer grade firework and what you're supposed to do with these is oh take the shell, you put it into a tube that is screwed down or, or faceted down with sandbags or something. And then it's got a long fuse and you light that and you run away and it's a single shot that blasts up into the sky. and It's great. Uh, but what we had an incredible stupidity of doing was uh, lighting it in our hands and throwing it as far as we could. Oh. And so he did that and it went into this dry ass field behind his house. And exploded immediately into several tiny fires that then quickly, and I mean very quickly, uh, burned the shit out of this grass and became one tremendous fire Ugh. that we then had to call the fire department to come put out. And because I was 15, my parents had to come pick me up mm-hmm. <laughs> from guy's house, uh, oh. me and my friend, they were picking us both up. To which we had already committed to telling them that it was a big accident, and we had decided how it had happened, and you know that there was that we had done been doing everything right, but just when it was about to launch into the air, this big gust of wind came and knocked over the the mortar, and it shot. At one. Oh <laughs> um, my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, you we had knew, committed. We, we like talked commitment. about it. And we all like agreed on a story and committed to it. Uh, and here we are now, you know, like 10 years later, I think my parents know if they don't, I don't know. They don't listen to this podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there were other lies that I, that I committed to of similar nature. No one thought we were all, everyone said we were idiots one way or the other, whether they knew it was our fault or not. So there was that, Mm -hmm. that was a good time. Oh my God. That was real scary. And our dumb asses, too, like, he was like, wait, wait, hang on. And we, like, all grab, like, a Deer Park single water bottle each. Be like, just in case. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. Which obviously was not enough.
1: And that's the thing about the opening scene. You're talking about, obviously, preparing yourself to put out a fire. And, of course, they didn't know they were going to set a fire. But the entire opening scene, I'm sitting there thinking in a science lab, like one of the first things that we did was go over like all the safety procedures that happen if there's like a chemical explosion or whatever. And like my chemistry teacher was sure to point out, like, okay, here's the fire extinguisher, here's the shower, here's the eye thing, and here's the blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And like that was like day one. So, like, I know that they obviously don't listen in class. But my first instinct, if I see a fire that's getting out of control, I'm going to be like fire extinguisher, which is oh, in no science lab. There is no and doubt a fire extinguisher instinct, in room. Yes. Well, and, and then they say they go back and pull the, the fire alarm. I'm like, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Just zip out the door, pull it climb back down the window and leave like i don't understand why they went all the way down and then back well, i think like it's funny oh, it i was like this right. is right. just Jenner, says he saw Corey running
0: down the hall after he pulled the fire alarm which begs the question yeah why you know like he, he yep. presumably went back in through the window that they had just gone grabbed the fire alarm and then would have gone back out the window no but
1: that's he what decided i decided to
0: run down the halls think, yes
1: <laughs> Well, maybe the fire exting- Maybe there wasn't a uh, fire uh, pole on, like, I guess in that hallway, but isn't yeah, there, isn't there it like regulation that there has. should be one in, like, every, <laughs> on every wall or something?
0: Makes no sense. Who cares? <sighs> Whatever.
1: It's, all- <laughs> it's, again, you got to just suspend your disbelief so far yeah. in this episode because it's just so. And, like, how does it even get to the point forgot, that it gets to? Because, trash <laughs> yes, I understand. It's like a hometown hero kind of thing. But oh, you're talking about,
0: like, yeah, the scale of the it was media. Not Sorry, gonna... I thought you meant, like, the fire itself blows up so fast. But you meant the scale of the media. Go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. Sean's not entirely wrong. Because that trash can was just kind of, like, sitting there. It probably would have gone out by itself if not, mm-hmm. like, scorched the wall a little bit. It wouldn't have gotten to a place where it exploded everything in the chem lab. Like, it definitely would not have burned down the school. But.
0: Sorry. Oh,
1: oh. (laughs) He's like, you're right. It would not have. I don't know how the lie even got to a place where it was as big as it was. Because it's one thing to just say, like, oh, he, he, there was a fire that was started. He pulled the alarm. Thank you so much for doing that. You saved a man's life. Now, oh. (laughs) Hi. Hi,
0: Ducky
1: just kind of, I'll hear a little growl and then he will go away. And then I'll hear it again.
0: But go on, you were saying.
1: But yeah, it just, it's so, it's so much for something that, that he didn't even, yes, he saved his life, but it wasn't that it it wouldn't have gotten to that. You know, he saved his life in the event that it would have gotten to that, but it didn't get to that point. And I don't think that the fire would have gotten to that point where it would have been the entire school is burning down, and janitor Bud is killed in the fire. I don't think it would have gotten to that.
0: Yeah, I at agree. all.
1: The fire itself, and then just they—they they take the entire like situation and just gets obviously blown way out of way out of proportion. They have like a pep rally for him, and I'm like, I don't think this would happen in real life. I don't think they would have a parade. I don't think they would. They might do a news spot on him. I will say that that seems to be you get all these little like hometown stories, whatever. So I could see them doing a new spot, but like the assembly in the cafeteria and the parade and all of that is just,
0: it's It's it's, true. It is truly ridiculous. So besides all of that, is there anything else for you that doesn't hold up or is big mistakes or anything like that in this episode?
1: So I did. Okay. I did see a oh, boom yeah? mic in this episode, but there it was during the scene. Well, it was during the scene where they're getting they're about to be uh, interviewed by this woman. Delivery. So I think it was. I don't. I can't tell if it was like the boom guy who's supposed to be in the scene, or if it was the actual boom guy from Boy Meets World.
0: Personally, I would give that one up to the to the camera crew of like the scene, not the Boy Meets World crew.
1: I think so too. That's that's kind of that's why I I was like should I take a picture of it and I kind of went through and like I tried to capture that moment. It's so fast, it happens so fast because Corey directly talks to um, the guy with the boom. Yeah, exactly. That's what made me say, okay, no, that's not it. Because if it if he hadn't talked to the boom mic guy, she's holding a mic, so I was like oh, well, then she's mic'd and they probably have body mics on. Uh, the Matthews probably have body mics on. So I was like, oh, then they probably don't even have a boom guy there and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, Corey goes over and talks to the boom guy. And I was like, well, that's probably yeah, that's probably him. Right. Or that's probably what happened. So anyway, that was the only other thing cool. that I um,
0: Who's your MVP? Feeney. That's true. He's, he's a course. standout.
1: Well, and again, I feel like it would have been, there would have been more standouts if anyone had called him on it. Feeney is the only one who's even doubting that this happened, which is crazy in itself, but Feeney is the only person who's like, Oh, I figured that this wasn't how this actually went down. I was just waiting for you to come clean about it. Everyone else is like, You did it, you already did about it And I'm like, no one else. Really? No I know else I really wish that this. Turner
0: would have been a little more a so, part of this and he could have been like with Feeney. Feels like he's He's smart enough to be like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> yeah,
1: he knows. He knows Sean and Corey. Right. Like he knows them. He knows that they're not. Th- these are not necessarily upstanding citizens. They're not like juvenile delinquents, but they're not upstanding citizens. And so it's kind of like, "I, you, you're really gonna you, just be fine with this." I would have liked to have seen more from Turner, more from Amy and Alan. Eric was you know, great Garrett, in this episode. I'm I really loved everything Garrett, that he hi. said. In the assembly when he's just repeating Cory Matthews, <laughs> Corey Matthews, Corey Matthews, Corey yeah. Matthews.
0: He's got some good Wolverinelle comedy in this one. I love it.
1: I feel like we haven't gotten into any deep Eric episodes since the cheating episode, obviously. We haven't gotten into really any deep Eric episodes. We have a bunch that are coming, but season three so far feels like Eric's just kind of floating around trying to survive his last year of high school. And... So I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit more Eric depth as we continue into the third season and, and then eventually into four.
0: I agree. So I look forward to.
1: right now we've got Corey and Topanga stuff and
0: Sean stuff. A whole lot of goodies coming. Very excited. Yes. Every time. We say that all the time. <laughs> well, I'm good. You good? I'll yeah. That's Thanks that's you everything. all for that's listening all very notes. much. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again next week exploring what week seven of quarantine looks like.
1: And uh, thanks so much for listening to the episode with Mm -hmm. uh, Trina McGee. That was an exciting kind of last minute thing that just happened. And so I'm glad we got to uh, obviously share that and put that content out for, for all of you. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to keep uh, getting other. That would be really exciting. So.
0: so. All right. Thanks y'all. Have a good rest of your day. Good luck. Stay safe. Class dismissed.